You want to build a kind of relationship with your children that they come to you with anything because they trust you. But sometimes you feel concerned that they are already kind of like not sure if you're going to get angry, not sure if you're going to yell, because when you do, you can see the fear on their eyes. If that is you, I want to tell you that this is a very common thing that comes from parents that we talk to in HIC Parenting every single day. So you're not alone. You're not alone about having this big desire of building a trusting relationship with your child. And you're not alone by feeling that you are stuck in a cycle where you already see your behaviors influencing and affecting your children. And I want to tell you as well that there is a way to break this cycle. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about on this podcast episode. I'm going to share with you a few key things for you to consider to move from fear to trust and strengthen your child-parent bond and connection and relationship. I'm Rachel and I'm Marcela and you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast. We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs. How can we build that kind of bond and connection with our children that they feel that they could come to us with anything because they trust us? So the very first thing that we work with our coaching clients in HIC parenting is changing their internal narrative. And I'm going to walk you through the entire episode through the story of a mom, a mom that I had the opportunity to meet. So her desire was to create family meal times where the parents sit on the table with the children and everybody enjoys a healthy and balanced family meal while they share about their day, while they bond and connect and while they eat their food. That was her desire of building that kind of memory for her children to grow up and think and remember ah, that time when we sat around the table was so magical and so connected. And then that was her ideal. And from this ideal, she created a big expectation for herself and for her family. So the expectation is that every single day she was going to have a family meal with her husband and her two toddlers, two and three years old. And then they were going to sit on the table peacefully and talk about their day while they eat. That was the expectation that she placed in her mind. And then she was committed to make this thing happen. If you think about it, it's a really great thing to have that habit of eating as a family. But what happened? Her children had different plans because our children's priorities 
are not our priorities. So that was her expectation and that was her plan, her priority. However, her two toddlers, two and three, had a very different priority. Their priority was not to have a peaceful family meal, but to be toddlers with their toddler needs, with their needs to move their bodies, with their needs to explore the food with the hands, with the needs to just be children, to be loud, to try to crawl on her lap, to try to crawl on daddy's lap, to say they don't want to eat the food that she cooked. And this started creating a lot of anxiety in her because her expectation and her reality were not matching. And that's the perfect match. When expectation doesn't meet your reality, that's the perfect match for frustration, disappointment, and overwhelm when you try to force your reality to fit your expectation. How have you tried to force your reality as a parent to fit your current expectation of the ideal parenting or the ideal family dynamic in your family. That's something to think about because if you are living right now frustration and overwhelm, that's a really great sign that your expectations are not matching your reality. And this is exactly what was happening for this mother. So because her expectation wasn't matching her reality and she was trying really, really hard for her children, her two and three-year-old, to fit in her expectation of having a peaceful family meal, everybody around the table talking about their day, enjoying their time peacefully, then she would do things to get them to conform, and they fought her against it. So in her head, she started creating the narrative of my children are wild children. That's how she labeled her children in her mind. And even that's how she referred to them with her spouse and other family members. And when she talked about them, they're just wild kids. So what happened to this friend of mine? What happened to her? Then she started feeling overwhelmed and then almost expecting that the mealtime was going to be crazy. She connected her children's developmentally accurate, normal behaviors, such as not sitting in the chair for long or not wanting to eat the food that she served or putting some of the things that they saw on the siblings' plate or even throwing their food when they were sick of it or when they were done. She started seeing all those behaviors as hell is going to break loose here think is going to go downhill. And she started fearing that when things were going that route, she would lose her cool and she would lose her composure. And she would start yelling at her kids, which sometimes it did happen. So she was already going to her mealtime expecting all that. Because if we trace back down, her expectation didn't match her reality, and she was trying hard to fit her square peg expectation into a wrong hole of her reality, if that makes sense. So if you want to go from 
fear to trust. The very first thing, and this is something that we work with our coaching clients, is to look at the narratives that you have in your head about the expectations that you have regarding your family dynamic and your children and seeing if those expectations really match the developmental stage and the current family reality that you're living considering the ages of your kids, your specific children's needs, and your lifestyle. And that's one of the first steps for you to move from fear to trust. Why? Because she was already fearing what was about to happen. She was already dreading dinner time because her energy was focused on feeding that expectation with her very different reality. That alone impaired her to see her children from what they really needed at meal times, in terms of how the environment could go or is supposed to go, knowing that they are toddlers. So if right now you came to the aha moment, I wonder if my expectations of what I think my family dynamics should be is not feeding my children's current developmental stage or emotional needs or support needs if they're neurodivergent, then the second step towards moving from fear to trust, because the fear starts with us, us fearing things going wrong, things becoming a chaos, the second step is to adjust those expectations. And from those adjusted expectations, how can we create not an ideal, but a real environment where we can build our family and still have great family meals around the table with adjusted expectations? So if this mom were my client, I would go in and see, okay, what can you control and what you cannot control? And how can we make mealtime an environment that is conducive, yes, for you to have your craved and deserved family time, but at the same time that accommodates your toddler's developmental needs and way of behaving as a toddler? So when we move from unflexible expectations to flexibility, we start moving away from fear and start thinking about possibilities on how we can trust the process, how we can trust ourselves, and how we can trust our children adjusting to the environment. So that's when we can start thinking about, okay, let's see, maybe we can be flexible about it. What about if the children eat on a toddler table while the adults eat at the regular table? Or what about if we don't do every single night a family meal together on the table, considering that on Tuesdays, the toddlers have a really long day because they go to daycare and after daycare, they had a doctor's appointment and they're cranky tired. Is like that ideal and expectation of the happy family gathered around the table might not be possible for every single day of the week. Or what about if we are flexible in terms of what our children can do at the dinner table? Maybe they might have their tray filled with finger foods and they're going to make a mess. Some of the food is going to end up on the floor. And for that to be okay, I'm not saying 
for us to not teach our children manners and not to redirect their behavior if they're being very disruptive, but to understand that they're still learning. They're learning skills and they're learning table manners and it's about how to be flexible. So what happened to this mother? Because she was in this very unflexible state of mind, then the way that she handled the situation was not ideal. When the children started maybe putting their food outside their plate or getting off their chair, then she was removing them and putting them in, the, in timeout. And what happened? They didn't stay in timeout. They would run back to her crying or they would become aggressive and start really throwing things that were close to the timeout corner. Or another thing that she shared that, by the way, I'm trying to remember because this was a really old story that was years ago. One of my good friends and those kids are now older. So all these expectations and the inflexibility took her to take these really extreme measures that, by the way, I don't blame her and I don't judge her either because she was coming from a good place of really wanting to raise children in a family who love each other and who want to share a meal and a special moment together. And she was trying really hard, but her methods were not helping her with her desire. If anything, it was escalating the whole situation. So how can you move towards flexibility? Because flexibility speaks of trust, trusting the process, trusting yourself, trusting your children, and accommodating not just to what you think the ideal of the dynamic is, but accommodating to your child's needs. So once you know what the narrative that you have in your head and the expectations, once you move into flexibility, the next thing is to dig a little deeper and see what our children's needs are beneath their behaviors. Because every behavior communicates a need. That's parenting with understanding. And this is something that we work with our clients for three months, for them to gain the skill to see all their children's needs beneath their behaviors. So let's dive a little deeper on this very same story that I'm sharing with you today. What are these children's needs? The need for exploration, the need for fun. Their attention span is really short, so it makes sense why they don't stay seated for long periods of time, or at least not for the 15, 20 minutes that the mom was expecting them to. If they have other needs, if they are super hungry, or if they're not hungry enough, it's going to be really hard for them to be regulated enough to sit down and enjoy their meal. Because if they're very hungry, as toddlers, they don't know that, oh, okay, this really uncomfortable feeling is hunger. And then it goes away when I eat. They just feel uncomfortable and then they get cranky and then they tantrum and then they cry and then they complain about their food because they don't know that a very uncomfortable feeling is called hunger. Or maybe they're not hungry enough. I don't know what her situation was, but let's just say that the toddlers were snacking all day and dinner time came. They're not hungry enough. Their bellies are already full. And they might eat one bite or two and they might be ready and be done. Even if their snacks were goldfish and milk, 
that fills their tummy up and they don't have the, again, the insight and the capacity to reflect and say, hey, I feel full, I feel satisfied, but it was milk and goldfish. I need to eat vegetables and a better meal. No, they just don't eat. So when you move from fear to trust, you start thinking about, okay, what's causing my toddler from being so restless? Is he too hungry? Is he not hungry enough? What is causing him from throwing food at the table? Is it that he's done and he doesn't have the verbal skills to say I'm done? What is the skill that I need to teach him in order to be a little more pro-social, more accurate, have better manners at the table? That's moving towards connection and trust and away from fear tactics of if you don't behave at the table and you don't meet my expectations, you're going to a timeout. When you start recognizing and speaking the language of needs, you are going to start being very assertive when it comes to addressing and correcting behavior because you will know what your children exactly need to feel successful, to be successful on whatever scenario you are going through with them, whether it's at mealtime or bedtime or getting ready in the morning. And that's why our clients... They go from power struggles, from feeling at the end of the rope, trying to manage their kids' behaviors to having a lot more peace because children respond a lot faster when we address their needs instead of their superficial level behaviors. I want to share with you the story of Kelly. She is one of our coaching clients. And when she came to HIC Parenting, she was already trying to apply gentle parenting, but she kept going back to yelling. She kept going back to all patterns because she was not able to end power struggles without yelling. Such a change in our daughters and starting parenting with understanding. Learning about the needs each child has makes me so much less attached to the behavior and so much more able to identify a solution. And many of the behaviors that were leaving us before aren't even happening. And instead, we're able to really enjoy a relationship with our daughter. She's so fun to be around and we feel prepared to help her when things feel like they're falling apart. So what we do in coaching is that we assess your needs and from your needs, we give you a tailored support and roadmap and guidance for you to bring more peace to your parenting. And I have an invitation for you. Book a parenting assessment call with me or one of our HIC parenting advisors. On that call, we are going to assess your needs. We are going to listen to your desires. And from there, we are going to provide you with a tailored roadmap. If you have a co-parent, if you parent with your spouse, bring them to the call. It is important that both of you are there so we can assess the entire family dynamic. To book this parenting assessment call, all you have to do is go to apply.hicparenting.com or you can open the description of this podcast episode and book your free parenting assessment call. If you are watching us from YouTube, open the description of the YouTube video and then the link is there or is in the link in our bio on our social media platforms at High Impact Club. At the end of the call, we are going to show you how our coaching services work and if you want to continue the support, then we will enroll you as a client in HIC Parenting.
My question is, what can you do right now to move from fear to connection with your children? If you are watching us from YouTube, let us know. And if this podcast episode helped you in some way understand yourself a lot more and your parenting, please leave us a positive review. All you have to do is open the podcast episode and write your positive review about this episode or about the podcast in general. That will help us to get to more parents so they can know that there is a way to bring more peace to their parenting and raise emotionally healthy children. Remember to follow us at High Input Club on all social media platforms and it only takes understanding of yourself and of your children's needs to transform your parenting. That's parenting with understanding.